0: This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your co-workers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. what it's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast because of course it is. That's pretty much what I say every time we greet you. And uh what is it? Today You're it is... Danielle. I'm Danielle and you're you're who? I'm Jamie and That's this right. is Lainey. And then we yes, we have laney here who's getting her petting She's so excited every time I play up here. I know. Well today is January twenty fifth and apparently we're gonna get a winter storm on Friday. Are you fucking kidding me? So there's two different models that talked about Delaware, and one of them is like, oh, we'll get, like, three to six. The other one says Tell we me could get, like, 24. it's start in the morning before I have to drive to work. I think it's nighttime. Ugh. Yeah, it's, like, nighttime. So anyway, yeah, so we're, we're bearing down for that, depending on which model we actually get. And great, I'm on roads. It's gonna be so fucking cold tomorrow, and
1: I'm out there, like,
0: fucking giving people licenses and shit. Well, it says it could be anywhere from three to six to six to twelve for us. Hmm. Depending on what model it is. And everybody's like, yeah, give us some snow. I want some. Yeah, man. I don't I'm like, understand no, the people who me. love
1: snow. Me, not me. I don't fucking understand it. First of all, it makes me miserable. Like when I see the white stuff falling, it puts me in an automatic foul mood. I don't think it's pretty. Hmm. All I see is. I'm not going to be able to leave this fucking house and I'm going to slip and slide all over the fucking road and it's going to take forever for them to plow my road because they never fucking plow it. Where I live gets no sun and it's never going to melt. It's like, really? It's like permafrost.
0: They don't, they don't do it over there? I thought you guys are part of like a pud. Uh, You know what? Where they like. Nobody pays their dues. No. Well, on a different note, my son left for boot camp. That's so sad. I had to talk about it. I'm actually going to name the podcast Boot Camp because I want to look at it all the time and think about my sadness. But so my oldest son left for Boot Camp on Sunday. Actually, he didn't leave officially until yesterday morning. So at some point or whatever yesterday. But we went to this family thing on Sunday where we had to drop him off. And there was like four people leaving and there was like 50 people in there. And not a single motherfucking one was crying but me and my mother. (coughs) Me and my mom were like, (laughs) I mean, it was awful. So I was like trying to hold it together for him because he had, you know, said he had been wanting to do the military, but he didn't want to leave me. You know, he felt bad. He was like, I don't want you to be upset. I didn't want you to cry. But I was like, damn Has he met you, though? I know. I was like, I cry for everything. Right. You're a crier. Like, you figure years of being with you, he would know that. Yeah, I am a crier. Yes. If I'm happy, I cry. Like, you cry when you're happy. You cry when you're sad. You cry when When somebody else is sad. I know. I'm an empathetic crier. Yeah, all that. So, um, I mean, but I was sad because, you know, Christopher is was one of those babies that made you have another baby. Like, he was just very good. He's always been good, except for, like, when he was in school, he would never do his fucking homework. Yeah. Or he would do it and never turn it in. I mean, it was just like, uh, that was like the only complaint I ever had from him. When it comes to his personality, he was the best child ever. And I would take him everywhere with me. Everywhere it didn't matter what it was, there was never a time when I was like, Oh, can somebody else take him? No, I always throw him in the car. We, I mean, we went everywhere together. So, for 21 years, we had never been apart more than 10 days, and it and, and not even like many, many times either, maybe like twice. Like, I remember one time my parents took him down to Disney, another time his dad took him to Maine, and that was like the only time in its 21 you years. Let
1: Kathy know that when he graduates, you'll be oh, already, I already did. like, You're going to. South Carolina. Yeah, I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Are South you driving?
0: Because that drive sucks. No, I want to fly, but I got to look into it because they said something like with Christopher, they had to fly down to Georgia, then take a bus back up or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm taking a goddamn bus. So I got to like figure out what's what. Um, but they said that they would like let us know in the weeks to come. But the problem is that they don't really give you a specific time because if they get sick, they could be sent back a week. If yeah. they hurt themselves, they could be sent back like a week or two, depending on how they are hurt. You know, or if they fail, like one of their whatever's, they you know could be pushed back a week. So technically, right now he should be out in April. But I mean, if anything was to happen, he could be as long as you know it could go in in May or something. But I can't imagine that would happen. But you just you just never know. So anyway, we take him over and we do the whole family meeting and they tell us what to expect and all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh my god, like I and it more upsets me because he went out to dinner Saturday night and he said he wants to live in Maine. So I was like, all right. So I'm thinking, well, if you're going to go into the military, it's fine. You'll do your four years, we'll come home. Like at some point in time, I know you're coming back home to me, right? And, but then he was like, well, I just feel like I want to live in Maine when I'm there. I just feel like that's where I belong. I don't want to be around a lot of people, blah, 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 all the stuff. So of course I'm like, well, that's fucking great. So now you're going to be gone forever. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to have, like, not be a part of your life. And, you know, if you have kids, like, I'm going to be zooming, you know, to see right. my grandchildren. Like, I don't want that. That's never the picture I had in my head. And things have been so difficult. Like, when you get married and you're integrating children, it's just hard to integrate your families. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to do that. And it's been a lot, a lot of change in the last year, you know, since, you know, we've all started integrating the house and, you know, got remarried. Yeah, and but
1: Maine is I've not really, been, that
0: far of a drive. It's not like it's that far, but it's not like I can get to them right away. Like, if something happens to them, I'm not getting in the car and driving a half hour to Wilmington or something to go right. get them. you're. Eight hours to me. Yeah, and I'm not going to be seeing my grandchildren all the time and right. being, like, you know, ridiculously close to them. So it's just, it's just a different thing. And, you know, I just, he, he it He doesn't makes me know where that, he's going to be able to live. Well, I started getting upset because I just thought, I'm like, it kind of makes me sad that this is, yet, like, another change I have to be used to.
1: Right. Well, he'll I'd probably get, used to. he'll get done boot camp and then they'll probably, they'll send
0: him to school. And he'll probably yes. end up going to school in Virginia. Well, I don't know where it'll be. They just said it'll be in country. It just depends yeah. on where they want him.
1: Usually it's in Virginia. Mm. Um, then from there, he'll get stationed, Mm -hmm. which could be, as
0: a Marine, could be anywhere. Well, he's going to be part of some sort of logistics or something, a sort of, like, a techie thing. I don't know what the hell it's going to be. Like, he's doing something like that, so it really depends. But, um, he called last night. You know, when they first get there, they're supposed to call you and say, I'm recruit so-and-so. I've made it to Paris Island, but they have to, like, scream it at you. And they're like, and do not send bulk goods. Because I will, I will tell you what my new address is in 9 to 10 days via postcard. And, like, they're, they're reading from a script. They have to, like, do the scripting with you. And I knew that because they told us that's what's going to happen. But I, he was, like, screaming so into the phone that I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. And it was so chaotic. It sounded like a prison break. And, it, mind you, this is 20 after 11 at night by the time he finally got there. You're not your allowed to process. send him shit? Not yet. Oh. And each platoon's different. So, depending on what platoon he ends up with, they all have different guidelines about what you're allowed to send. Some of them were like, well, you can send me protein bars, but you have to set enough for the whole platoon.
1: Um, like, you can't
0: just send for me, not everybody. Like, we're all brotherhood here. But it depends on the platoon. Like, they all have different whatever. So, I don't know. He So, he calls me last night, and all I can do all day, I'm like, <laughs> I still cry a little bit. I don't mean to be like, it's just, I can't believe he's there. And it just sounds so chaotic and everything. And he said what he said. And then was like, this 10-second gap. Where I was like, I love you, buddy. I miss you so much. Like, kick ass. Like, I'm so proud of you. And then he just Jesus sat there. Jesus Christ,
1: Danielle. I'm trying to keep my shit together right now. You saw what it was like last week when I left him. I, I had know. to leave real
0: quick because I was crying. Well, he just sat there and it was, like, weird. And, like, something came over me and I, like, cried. And it was weird. Like, you know how you have that empathetic cry? And I uh-huh. was like, oh, my God. Is he, like, tearing up right now or am I just making this up in my head, you know? And then, like, after 10 seconds, because they're not allowed to respond to you at all. They're not allowed to say, I love you, too, Mom. I'll be okay. Nothing. They're not allowed to say what? shit. No, they're not allowed to respond to you. And then they told us all this. So we knew. And it was, you know, we knew going in what it was going to be like. But it was so chaotic and it so is. loud. It is. It's going to be
1: chaotic for the first few days until they settle in. But you have to, yeah. at least he's going in, in today's military. And he's not going into what it was like 20 years ago when they weren't as nice. Like, they have to follow mm-hmm. guidelines and shit now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Like, I'm really excited for him. And the one thing I have to say is, you know, we're, like, a law enforcement family, a military family, you know, that type of thing. So, it's not completely unheard of for me to have, like, one of my children decide to do it. Like, one way or the other. Like, there's plenty within the ranks on both sides of our family that they have it. But it's just, I wasn't expecting it to go the way it did. But he did say to me, you know, I'm not a person that wants to be in college. I know I can do more for myself than I'm doing. And I'm not going to just keep doing these like peddly little jobs. And I have to start doing it for myself. And I think that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from the military. And so I had to respect that, you know, and it was really cute. I'll wrap this up real quick by saying we went to food line after we dropped them off. And of course I'm like crying. And my poor husband is like, you know, like it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I had to go take pictures and that's how I was like keeping myself busy. So we're in food line. And right when we're going to leave, I saw this, this older gentleman and he had his little Vietnam war hat on. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and I always say, thank you for your service to all of them. Right. I always have. Like, so the boys are well aware of it. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. And he was like, you know, I really appreciate that. And I said, well, my boy, I just dropped my boy off to go to boot camp today. And he was with his wife. And I swear to God, that wife was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> she, like, did this thing with her face. Like, oh, here," and he was like, get you? And, blah, 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 blah. and he, like, talked to me for, like, 20 minutes in, the, in like, you know, the frozen olive food line. And was just saying, you know, it, it did the world for him. And he's got three sons and they're all in, you know, different aspects of the military. And it's gonna, he's gonna make something of himself and they all have great jobs. And I work for the State Department and my one son works for the Pentagon. And then he said, but then, and this is the funny part, and I'll leave it on this. He said, my youngest one's kind of creepy and now he does creepy shit as a spy. <laughs> and I thought that was really great. But you know how you like, you always know talk about Sky Daddy. I was like, I swear I felt like it was on purpose that I met him. Because he was saying things like you make something of yourself there. So and that's what my you son feel was saying. Better. Yeah, my son was reiterating that I want to make something of myself. And this guy was like, I made something of myself. Like and all my sons made something of themselves. And there's this brotherhood and there's this pride and everything. So I don't know. I just thought that was great and it was nice. Yeah. So
1: I just got a text from the love that is not my husband oh. and he got me Girl Scout cookies. Oh, nice. Um, the new ones, there's two new ones.
0: I did see one that Uh, looks pretty good.
1: Toasty Yay, which is a French toast-inspired cookie dipped in a delicious icing and full of flavor in every bite. Oh, okay. And then there's one called an Adventureful, and it's indulgent brownie-inspired
0: cookies with caramel-flavored
1: cream and a hint of sea salt. Yes. And then the Tagalongs,
0: because they're my favorite. Well, and you know, it's funny because you can order them now directly, but the shipping is a motherfucker. Right. Well shipping not, is like ridiculous. Well he walked in the door a few days ago with a case
1: under his arm and I'm like, what is that? And he's like gross scout cookies. It was the, the caramel yeah. legos.
0: And I was like, A fucking case? He was like, Baby Lego. Does he get a hook up at the work? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. At DuPont? Damn, can I order some? Like, can I give you some money? And he, yeah. like, order some for me. <laughs> that's good. Well, as I saw, a lot of people were doing them. They're saying, hey, you know, you can order for my, my daughter, my neighborhood niece, whatever. Neighborhood app.
1: You could probably get a little girl that lives around the corner, and they'll deliver them in your house the same day. Oh, you know what? I will. I'll
0: look into it. Yeah. But I was so just thinking, just, I'm like, Just be you... like, I
1: need Girl Scout cookies on your neighborhood app. And that's how I got them last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. I put it in, and little Brianna came to my house, like, 15 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> With four boxes <laughs> of fucking Girl Scout cookies. I'm all about it. I'm in, like, the I her, but
0: in the snow. In the oh, snow. Oh, look at her. Good little Girl Scouts. That's not what we were. She was trying yeah. to win. And by the way, Jamie and I have known each other for so long. For any of you guys that are just starting, we've known each other so long that we were actually in. Fucking brownies, brownies and together. Girl Scouts. Yes. So yeah, it's been a long, long time for us. We've we put in the time and the It um, On that note, we're going to get moving. Yes. Because we have a lot to talk about. Lots of stuff happened over the last week. Poor Meatloaf. Meatloaf went. Very, very
1: sad. He would do anything for love, but he wouldn't get vaxxed. And now he's dead. Is that what it was? He okay. didn't get vaxxed? Yeah. He was so anti-vaxxed that he used to go and speak against it. What? And then he caught COVID from one of his fucking things and died.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Aw, damn, really? Yeah. Because I did see that they said he was—he died surrounded by his family, so I just assumed he had, like, cancer or something like that. Louis what Anderson? What a shame! Louis Anderson, and Louis Anderson
1: same, died. Day, same damn day? Like, aw. I, I feel mean, like, remember that year, 2016, I think it was, where we lost um, yeah, David we Bowie, and, and right at Christmas, we lost George Michael, and then David Bowie, and then Tom Petty, and I think Alan Rickman was thrown in there. Um... And then I think the drummer from Led Zeppelin. And they all died within a certain time frame. And we were like, well, God's having a hell of a fucking rock concert up there. I think now he's just doing a comedy show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Right? I mean, it's kind of sad, though. I mean, I guess it's sad that he died that way. But I don't know. It's like the way things are going with the vaccines now. Maybe he would have died anyway. I don't know. Maybe. I I mean, mean, that's what I want to see, like, the real things come. He was obese. First yes, of all. he had some comorbidities regardless. He, yes, he, he was
1: probably not the healthiest. And he, those were the days that of sex and drugs
0: and rock and roll as he sang. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he hell. put his body through fucking hell. Yeah, he did, but you know, he lived a, a decent life because he was in his 70s. The only thing I want to say though is I'm, I come from the camp of you do you, I'll do me. Like, don't tell me what to do, I ain't gonna tell you what to do, right? Right. And we all have to live with our consequences of what those decisions are, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't particularly care for the people that run around and treat you like dirt if you didn't get vax, and so I don't oh, really yeah, care don't for like the people that. who want to tell you that you're an idiot for getting vax. So I I'll am just the say same that. With you. Yeah, I just think you do you, I do me, but just remember you're going to be responsible for your own choices. And unfortunately, this woman got arrested for her own choices. Tell me all about it. So I love my husband. He like always somehow like <laughs> sees the crazier shit. I swear to God, these days I just want to give a shout out to my hubby. And his friend Josh that he works with, they listen to our podcast like faithfully every Friday, like in their little rounds when they're delivering their propane and stuff. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. And hi, Josh. Um, on that note, though. So according to Fox 13, now on January 24th. <laughs> oh, what would you do? do? She just
1: busted her head on the dresser. I got a
0: very hard head down I'm okay. This woman, it says Texas woman arrested after allegedly offering mother $500,000 to buy her baby while in Walmart checkout line. That is of course,
1: but I think I'd have sold Katie for five (laughs) hundred. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Katie. She's gonna like. She's gonna
0: be so upset and and emotionally. She is. She's gonna be calling you up, losing her mind. Like I can't believe you said that. Yeah,
1: and I have to be easy on her because um, her daddy's mom is not doing so great. Mm. which is sad.
0: Well, this was from Crockett, Texas. Okay. A Texas woman was arrested after a bizarre encounter inside a Walmart store where she is accused of offering another shopper $500,000 to buy the woman's baby, according to a report. Rebecca Taylor, 49, was charged with sale or purchase of a child and was released from the Houston County Sheriff's Office on a $50,000 bond. The alleged incident occurred at a store in Crockett, Texas, which is near Houston. The two women were reportedly in the self-checkout line last week. The mother, who was with her baby and a one-year-old, told police that the woman commented on her son's blonde hair and blue eyes, and how much he and asked how much he costs. The report, citing the affidavit, said the mother laughed off the comment, but the woman allegedly said she had two hundred fifty thousand dollars in her car. The woman, well, I don't know about you, but I don't drive around with any money. Like I never have any money at all. I never have. There's cash. like change collecting like dust in the bottom of my purse, but that's about it. And this woman's just rolling around with two hundred fifty grand. The mom claimed another woman was with Taylor at one point. The mother said she alerted authorities. The KETK report said the mother waited for the two women to leave the store, but they allegedly waited in the parking lot and screamed at her that the offer was now $500,000. Yeah, right? Taylor began screaming at the mom, saying if she wouldn't take $250,000 for him, then she would give her $500,000 because she wanted him and she was going to take him, the affidavit said. The women eventually left, the report said. Police said in the affidavit they watched a video from the scene and it appeared to match the mother's claim, the report said. So I would be terrified. So
1: here's the thing.
0: Terrified. I feel bad because
1: that woman is probably to the point where she's desperate for children. Like, to be like, I'll pay you $500,000 for your baby. Or she's going to save that, sell that baby into, you know, the bad stuff that's been going on. But my fucking God. Like, the who, audacity. The audacity was on sale at whatever store they were in. <laughs> And she bought it all up. Right, she was like, taking all of them. I'll just every, take the a shelf. case. I'll take a case of that shit. I know, and I'm gonna offer to buy this bitch's
0: baby. <laughs> like I can't even begin to tell you who thinks and then goes outside with another woman and starts screaming at her. But if you're not gonna take two fifty, I'm gonna just take them from you for five hundred. <laughs> like I would lose my right. fucking mind. What the shit? That's I crazy. Just, I just do not understand where that comes from and why this person has the caucasity because the, course, Sure, it is the caucasity. That was the caucasity of a lifetime. It is the caucasity lifetime. of
1: all caucasities. Yes, absolutely. Except for this
0: because I got something too. Okay,
1: good. Okay. So, remember the movie Weekend a Bernie's? Oh, I love this so
0: much. Yes. All
1: right. And I think this happened in Ireland. And I got this off news break. And it says two men propped up a dead man's body and brought it to the post office to try and collect his pension. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It says says, Garda Siochana, which means Irish police, patrol a checkpoint close to the Irish border in... Oh, that's just the picture. Um, says two men propped up a corpse and brought him into the post office in Carlo, Ireland, in an attempt to collect the dead man's pension according to Irish media reports. Uh, Gardai, Ireland's police force, launched an investigation after workers at the post office became suspicious and called (laughs) authorities on Friday. No money was given to the men who believed to have known the deceased personally, the Irish Independent reported. According to the Irish Times, the Weekend at Bernie-like incident happened after a a man initially came into the post office alone to collect the pension and was told by staff that the pension recipient needed to be present. The man left and returned shortly after with another man as well as the body. A woman who lives oh in God. the post office told the independent her daughter witnessed the men carrying the body into the building. She was leaving my house at the time and said the man looked unwell.
0: As his, Only? Feet,
1: as his feet were dragging the ground. <gasps> the woman who did not want to be named told the outlet. After those became suspicious, the two men fled the scene leaving the body behind. Emergency services... And the police responded to the scene. The man who has been identified as local resident in his sixties, named Peter Doyle, was later declared dead. The (gasps) times where his home his home has been declared a crime scene. Local counselor Fergal Brown told the adult Fergal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that name now. Told Virgil. the Brown
1: outlet, <laughs> told the outlet that the incident was shocking and very upsetting for everyone locally, especially for the staff at the post office. He also said the deceased man was a decent guy, very well regarded and liked, and caused no offense to anybody. Oh, um, gosh.
0: Yeah. Well, would it be better if he was an asshole and they were poor dragging Peter, him in? I don't know. I would still Peter be just Do- as offended. Poor Peter Doyle. I oh, don't know, I'm kind of feeling like poor Fergal. I mean they named him Fergal. They did name him Fergal. <laughs> just let's start there. They named the poor guy Fergal. No, I mean, well, poor Peter, he's already gone. He's already in heaven. He is doing the backstroke in the clouds. Could and you shopping. imagine looking down and be like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, what the fuck hey, leave me alone. Oh my gosh, could you I just like a real deal we get a birdie's like, did they really think that was gonna happen what were they supposed to say? Like, oh, he's just passed out drunk? Right. They couldn't tie his like his ankles to
1: their ankles and his wrist to their wrist and <laughs> like, at least like a giant marionette. Like at
0: least it wouldn't look like he was dead. Oh my god. I don't understand the audacity of people. Like it, it's just we really, really, really need Jesus back. We really do. Or somebody or whatever you believe in, because morally we're just in the hole. I just I don't know. Anyway, talking about morally in the hole. But I'm bumped.
1: <laughs> See, we don't
0: need sound effects. I know, right? We don't even need it. My husband was like, I'm going to buy you a soundboard. You guys can do all kinds of sound effects. And Jamie's like, we do our own. Um, so this is according to Total Sports. Now, I'm not a sports person. Actually, Bruce doesn't either. But this came up, and it's fucking hilarious. So it said, Sal- sad Cowboys fan who went viral was actually with his side chick, got booked by girlfriend on live TV, and yeah. called out for being a serial ch- cheater. I would be super
1: pissed. Not that my boyfriend was cheating, but he took her to a football game. Like, if I were watching a Ravens game and they lost and they panned out and there's my boyfriend holding some girl who's crying and he's at a fucking football game without me, I'm going to be hot about that. And then I'm going to kick his ass for the girl. But mainly I'm be like, how the fuck are you going to go to a sporting event without me? I mean, it is the Cowboys. And if his girlfriend's smart, she probably just wasn't interested. But still. But oh, still wrong. Right. I mean... I, I wouldn't be upset if he was at an
0: Eagles game without me. Uncle Pat. <laughs> oh. those just fighting words. Aunt Kate. I know you're going to tell on her. You better go tell him. Because you know my Aunt Kate listens to this podcast all the time for me. Right? I just She's I like, love her.
1: She's the one that rocks me out to Uncle Pat. She's like, Jake, <laughs> the Eagles fans suck. <laughs> all
0: right. So this is from January 20th. It says, the one thing about going to a sporting events is you should always expect that you might be seen by millions of people at home. That is even more evident when you're an NFL playoff game and one of the teams are the Dallas Cowboys. Over the weekend, cameramen were working overtime trying to get every single sad Cowboys fan in the stands. And it led us to one guy being distraught as he held his sad girlfriend. A few days later, his ex-girlfriend would take the Instagram and call him out for being with his side chick as well as being a serial cheater. Mm. It says, hi, everyone. Yes, this is my trash ex who is a serial cheater and that is his side chick. We are no longer together and we haven't been for a long for a while, but he continues to lie all day, every day, just like he lied about his trip when we swore when he swore it was a guy's trip. Sorry, it's like she's really pissed off and she's Wait, running.
1: so if you're not together and you haven't been for a while is he and he's he said it's a guy's trip. Why are you worried about what he's doing? Bitter party of one? Maybe he's trying to get her back?
0: I don't know. It says let me when he swore it was a guy's trip, he also told me he had cut this girl off but clearly that was another lie he oh he's probably trying to get her back yeah she broke up with him because he was a piece of shit and he's like no 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 i want you back changed yeah i normally wouldn't post my business but literally my phone is blowing up and while i appreciate you guys sending me this picture i don't need to see it anymore oh i don't blame you Mm. poor guy took two losses in less than a week actually with that haircut we can make it three it said (laughs) he did have a little bit of like you know there's something something going on. He, I think he's got a man bun. I can't tell. So I found this fucking article. This fucking article.
1: Oh my god. So okay. the Vikings were some crazy ass people. Um and they had some crazy ass rituals. You know, Vikings like to rape and pillage and shit like that. Alright. So this is um by Weird History. And it's Usual, unusual Viking rituals that might surprise you. All right. And here's the first one. <coughs> oh, my God. I wish you could see her face it right now. It starts off with a real-life banger. Okay. <laughs> Viking chief cere- cremation ceremonies involved sex and sacrifice.
0: Oh, all right.
1: After the death of a chief, one of his slave girls would volunteer to join him in the afterlife. In order for her to do that, a very disturbing ritual had to take place first. The girl was looked after and continuously intoxicated with various drinks while the cremation ceremony preparations were made. I did not say preparations correct. Did you hear that? It was like, preparations. (laughs) (laughs) The girl would then partake in sexual rites where she would have sex with every man in the village before being strangled. The village matriarch then stabbed her and her... Then stabbed her, and her body was placed with that of the chief on a wooden ship, set on fire, and sent out to sea. This ensured that she would serve her master forever after. Forever after in the afterlife, the sexual rites embodied the Viking way of transforming the chieftain's life force.
0: What? So they yep. they got her drunk. Uh huh. Gang banged her. Yep. Killed her. Yep. Stuck her to float and sent her out on she fire. She volunteered. She volunteered. She volunteered. Ew. Yep. Second one.
1: Every nine years, 81 people were sacrificed during Yule. Every ninth year during Yule, it was customary for Swedish kings to sacrifice men at the Temple of Uppsala. Upsala, Oops. Nine heads would be offered to the gods with the bodies hanging out of the temple's sacred grove, which would go on for nine days, totaling 81 sacrifices that would be accompanied by feast and yule festivities. What the right. freak? The blood eagle was a gruesome execution method. In Norse literature, the blood eagle is described as a ritualized form of execution, a sacrifice to the god Odin. Historians are uncertain whether this execution method was actually performed or if it was spread as a story to strike fear into its enemies. That is known... What is known is that scholars of the age described the ritual in such great detail that it's hard to believe it didn't happen. Such torturous deaths were typically reserved to punish individuals without honor or exact revenge on a moral enemy. The ritual began with a restraint of the victims face down at the shape of an eagle. As, as the shape of an eagle. So I guess, like...
0: Like Superman, almost, with your legs out, too. Right. With its
1: wings outstretched. Oh, no, no, no. The ritual began with the restraint of the victim face down, as the shape of an eagle with its wings outstretched was cut into his back. Each rib was then meticulously separated from the spine with a sharp instrument. (gasps) Once all the ribs were detached, they were pulled outward to create the illusion of protruding wings. While still alive and in agony, the victim's lungs were pulled from the gaping hole and set over his wings. This gave the illusion that the wings fluttered as he took his final, breath, final breaths and died.
0: Oh my god, this is awful. This is going to give me nightmares.
1: Warding off the Draugr involves scissors, twigs, and needles. The Draugr is basically the Norse mythology version of a zombie. But not just any zombie. A big, brutal Viking zombie with fabulous... A fabulously lie dyed locks and a horrendous stench who likes to wreak havoc by murdering people, killing animals, and destroying property. There are several practices to prevent this from being um this from rising. Hiding twigs in the clothing of the recently deceased is said to work. Placing an an open pair of scissors on their chest Oh, okay, so So this is what they do to the dead people so they don't become this thing. Okay. So they they hide twigs in their clothing. They place an open pair of scissors on their chest or driving needles through the bottom of their feet to ward off them as well. There are also ways to try and disorient the creature, which include lifting and lowering the coffin in three different directions and making sure the the body's big toes were tied together. (laughs) <laughs> they tie their shoelaces together. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. The blot was a huge sacrifice meant to show gratitude for the gods. The blot was blood sacrificed to the gods to show gratitude, which is why they performed it publicly multiple times a year. Typically, animals were sliced over an altar of stones. The blood was collected in a bowl and then passed around and sipped oh my while God. chanting ensued. Next, they'd pass around the carcass for more chanting. Before dousing it with with its own blood, the level of gratitude correlated with the size of the kill. So the bigger the animal, the happier they were. Oh my god. Berserkers raided towns like beasts, whatever they are. Berserkers were warrior shamans. Oh, there it is. But they had to undergo a symbolic death and rebirth to unlock their powers. To achieve this, they were put in dangerous situations in the wild and were expected to live their life as tot- as their totem animal would live in the wilderness. Whether a bear or a wolf, they'd have to hunt and raid nearby towns as a beast would. They purposely stripped themselves of all humanity and morals to become savages on physical and emotional levels. They went to break as, they went berserk as beasts did on the battlefield with no fear, nor did they wear armor. Vikings paint. Vikings painted their teeth. Really? Findings suggest Vikings practice decorated tooth modification. About two dozen skeletal remains from the Viking area has been discovered with horizontal grooves purposely filed in the surface of their front teeth. It is believed they used variations of dyes to color the grooves in.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: They also repurposed their urine. Oh my god. Vikings discovered a way to turn their urine into fire. This was done by boiling a tree bark. Called Touchwood. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> and my we
1: yelled at we yelled at Bruce earlier. I know. They, my husband a, was here. I'm such a
0: twelve year old boy. Uh-huh. If Bruce was here, he'd be like, "You can touch my wood." <laughs>
1: <laughs> they started by boiling a tree bark fungus called Touchwood in a pot of urine for days. It was then pounded into <laughs> the pounded. was pounded <laughs> into a strip of felt like material because of the sodium nitrate in urine these fungus bombs. <laughs> Oh my God. Smoldered rather than burned, enabling Vikings to take fire with them wherever they went. Battle rituals rituals involve magic and sacrifice. Viking warriors were pretty superstitious and practiced magic battle rituals. Magic battle rituals is like Harry it Potter, sounds like it, yeah. <clears throat> they would first look for an in, for and interpret any possible omens and respond appropriately to each one. Then, they would be sure to mark every one of their weapons that would be taken into battle with enchanting symbols. The symbols represented strength, luck, and courage. Finally, they would make battle sacrifices, which had to be strong animals such as boars, stallions, or bulls. They were always sacrificing something. Mm -hmm. Like, they love a fucking murder, man. They dyed their their hair blonde. Every culture has its own standard of beauty, and these rulers of the sea were no different. Apparently, Viking men prefer blonde hair so strongly that they used harsh soaps with high lye content to strip the hair of its natural color, effectively bleaching it. They would also dye their beards to match. These soaps also killed off head lace, so they accomplished two different hair treatments in one. And that, my friend, is the end. Wow, I mean, that's kind of wild. I I am fascinated, like... No, I mean they're just, gross.
0: That's but at the true. same time, like I don't know. I feel violated that I had to listen to that whole thing. Like, like traumatized. Like I need to talk about it to my therapist. That time, <laughs> like that was just like so I, I don't just, understand how I was people. I the going.
1: podcast and Jamie. She always finds these things. And Jamie
0: traumatized me. Yeah, I know. Well, I just because it's just I can't believe people existed that did such a thing. It's The it's, shock rubs all over again. <laughs> To shock rubs. Oh my God. Vikings
1: probably totally had shock rubs.
0: Did I talk about the fact that my dad got that text message on this thing or did I just tell yes, you Yes, I don't think you talked about it. I think it's hysterical. We should definitely talk I about it. I gotta talk about it real quick. So, out of nowhere, I get this message from my father. If I already talked about it, I apologize I, don't I just think cannot you did. remember. But I get this message from my dad and it says Hold on, where are we going? Uh, Oh, wait. He put it in this other room. So there's, like, another text message that we have. Where there's, like, a bunch of us talking. It goes, okay. This so is on Monday the 17th. Danny, I get a notice that your podcast came out. First one in a long time. Well, oh. I don't know how he just got that weird notice because we always have them out. Right. So I don't know what happened. But it says, so I so I say, I haven't heard one in a while. I thought I would listen to it. So what was your topic? The death of Jamie and your bullet. Really? LOL. I think I'm going to turn off my notifications, LOL.
1: You know what? Dad? It wasn't my bullet. It was Jamie's Excuse bullet. Excuse me, sir. Mr. Russell. It's very important that we acknowledge the fact of something that is very special to me that has passed.
0: <laughs> that has moved on. We have to do it justice. So I said to him, What? Ha ha ha. Oh my God. That was super old. That's not up to date at all. And it's it was Jamie's bullet. Look, I just threw you right into the box. Right. And, oh, my God, that's so weird that you got a notification of that. And he says, well, have you done your podcast lately? I'm like, yes. He said, I hope you pick better topics. You know what, though? I think your dad enjoyed it. Probably yeah, did. He was probably like, oh, my God. I, I doubt he wants to hear about he wanna, masturbatory tools. He doesn't
1: want to believe it was my bullet. That's what he It's <laughs> well, hers. I don't want to believe it's that sweet Jamie's.
0: <laughs> can't possibly be it. No. That sweet not. girl. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Oh my god. Longtime Wilmington lawmaker Gerald Brady charged with shoplifting at a Newark What is it? Is it ShopRite?
1: It's because meat's fucking it's expensive. Acne. That's because acne's expensive. I'm so tired of fucking acne. By the way, acne, you fucking suck. Like, there's no reason for you to be have like...
0: Oh my god, listen to the dog knocking on the Excuse door. Excuse
1: me. Knock, knock, knocking Excuse on me, the Excuse me, acne. You know what I was going to tell you. Your prices are too fucking high, but I'm going to go let this dog in.
0: Yeah, so let's see. What
1: do I got here? Come in sweetie, sweetie.
0: It's so funny. She can't stand. She needs to be in and, out, in and 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 out. I'm so glad you opened these worthers because I've been waiting
1: for you to open them.
0: <laughs>
1: Every right. week I come here and they're fucking sitting there closed and I'm like, this bitch don't
0: open these candies. You could have opened it. I wouldn't do that. You was. <laughs> now that your mouth is full. Alright, so I have this one. It's from the Daily Record. Okay. And it is from Laura Sharman from January 19th. And it is very interesting. It says, I resent Mom for not switching back. Boy well, wasn't returned to birth mother after baby mix up discovered. You know what? I know I I don't know. I'm gonna have to I didn't read it. Let's yeah, read I it. just saw it, it was sensational enough that I thought. Let's stick around. do it.
1: Let, let's dig in.
0: Yeah says Robin was handed to the wrong mother by mistake by a nurse at a hospital back in February 1989. He
1: should be angry that his
0: name is Robin. Mm. But when the mistake was discovered, both parents kept the children they had been raising. A man who was switched at birth admits that he resents his mother for not swapping him back as he grew up poor while the other child grew up rich. Does this not sound like a Lifetime movie in the making or what? Like, I can almost see it like this happening and then like the guy that grew up poor... Ends up like hating the you know finds out and like goes to kill right, the you know rich why? child because it's embedded in his DNA to be a fucking prick about money. <laughs> I guess it says uh, Robin and Gavin were accidentally handed to the wrong mothers by a nurse at a hospital where they were the only two babies born on that day in February 1989. This meant that Robin, who was born at Nigel Hospital in Johannesburg, South Africa, was raised by single mom Sandy Dawkins. Who was struck, and it even sounds like an, a you know lifetime named Sandy Dawkins, mm-hmm. who was raised struggling, or who was struggling to get by on the outskirts of the city, while Gavin grew up with wealthier parents, Megs Clinton Parker and Peter Meritsburg. The mistake was not revealed until until two years later, when a disagreement over Gavin's rightful father led to a DNA test showcasing that Megs was not his birth mother. Hospital records confirmed that Robin was Megs' biological child, who was growing up with Sandy as his mom. When Faith was swapping their birth son's back, Megs and Sandy chose to keep the children they had raised since birth. It only been two years. I thought it was way longer than that. Yeah, but two still, years. So two years is two years. Okay, wrong, they but. They Yeah. You should be fucking
1: thankful. You should be fucking thankful because your mom knew you weren't hers and still fucking wanted you and
0: loved you. You mm-hmm. dickhead. Speaking nearer the you, time. Robin. <laughs> speaking nearer the time, one of the parents told 60 Minutes Australia, you can't reject a child that you've been so close to for two years. Initially, I think you protect the one you've got. The first few days are shock. Then the curiosity comes, where's my baby? The boys grow up 50 kilometers apart in very different environments and refer to each other as brothers. But Robin has since admitted that he wishes his biological mother, mother fought to switch him back. Speaking at age 15, he said he had difficulty accepting the situation and misses his mother Megs awfully a lot, who he speaks to daily on the phone. He told how life with Sandy was not easy, and then he resented Gavin, who does get things easy. Wait, it, mm-hmm.
1: so these women still make sure that their kids knew each other, so they could know their Apparently. actual kids. Apparently, yeah. They went all the way the fuck out of their way when mm-hmm. they could have just went on their merry way, and you'd have never found the fuck out. Yeah, but and the rich they, people didn't help out the told poor people. You, and they told you that what they did. So she didn't lie to you. She didn't keep it a secret. Robin is an ungrateful prick.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's like the rich people could have helped the single mother out. I mean, he grew up really poor and he suffered. And that know. was their child. They take care were. of him.
1: We didn't know that they didn't.
0: They say if he grew up poor, right? But they, she could have helped. They could help with food every once in a while, things like that. Oh, like, well, here it goes. If I've ever wanted something, I've had to work towards it. It never just had to come towards me. He added. At the time, Gavin described being happy with the life he was excellently given, and then he did not feel sorry for Robin. <laughs> I guess not. Because he would have grown up in the other part. He said, Saying I thank my lucky stars every day would be wrong, but at the same time I was given a, a life, which I've now lived and I'm still living, and I don't regret anything. The boys' mothers embraced one another like sisters after discovering the mistake in 1991, but chose not to swap the boys back. But Megs missed her biological son and encouraged him to move halfway across the country to her home with Gavin in 2004, leaving Sandy without a child. Speaking at that time, Sandy said, I just want to know if she's really happy with what she's achieved. I mean, she's ruined people's lives. There's just no other way to look at it. She's ruined mine for starters. Wait.
1: So this woman raises this child, even though it's not hers, loves this child. And then this other woman convinces him to fucking... He's probably living a lack of luxury now. He's probably fine now.
0: Well, she didn't want to swap the kids back, wanted to keep them. That's all fine. Then they talked, and then she convinces him to come, to come live with her, and then leaves the, you know, the other woman all alone. The whole thing just is kind of tragic in a way. I mean, if you think about it, it's really sad. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just, it's sad. Like, it would be upsetting for me or anybody else that has to go through something like that. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, I don't know. I just can't imagine it. It's sad. All right. that's due. do...
1: I fucking love science. Oh, okay. Sky. Oh, skydiver <laughs> sky in a wingsuit becomes the first person to ever fly in and out of an active volcano. That is insane. It's crazy. December seventeenth. Picture it. December 2017, 2021. World renowned wingsuit flyer Sebastian Ordilla Ar- Alvarez. World renowned. I just I just met him. Um, has just completed an incredible stunt. He just became the first person to fly in and, crucially, back out of an active volcano. Alvarez, Alvarez flew into the crater of the Licera Volcano? One of the most famous volcanoes in Chile. Wearing just a wingsuit before sweeping out again. Swooping out again. I wonder how you Opening it the parachute and landing safely on the slopes of the active volcano. What? The stunt was not taking lightly, however, and you should not generally try this yourself. Oh my god, I know, <laughs> don't, right? It's kids, like don't try spoiler. this at
0: home. Don't put on a flyy seat. Mom, I'm going down the block to the volcano. <laughs> not in that suit, you not. <laughs> um.
1: Red Bull, of course, Red Bull's spot yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, first, had to calculate the flight, if the flight was even possible. Then, the former pilot had to get to know the volcano. And as actively, as well as weather patterns around it. I'm, he was like, hey.
0: Oh, you know me. What it feels I'm like out. Al. Why? Shut up. Shut I love up. loving when there's up. ads pop up and there's, like, nothing you can do about it but just roll through it. Oh, my God, it's getting louder. <laughs> what the shit?
1: Thank you. Anyway, sorry about that. He, he walked up to the foot of the volcano and was like, hey. Alvarez, whose nickname Ardilla means squirrel in Spanish. Is that what Ardilla is? Flew across the volcano's crater at a whooping 20, 280 kilometers, 174 miles per hour. Wow. Dipping 8 meters, 26 feet. We
0: needed
1: a new home. Oh my god. In a
0: very dry climate. And with Realtor.com's Anyway, we gotta start making it like a thing. You know how when people sit down and they watch a movie and they turn their phones off. We need to do it with you. Right? Every day when you sit down, the podcast you gotta turn your phone off. Most
1: of my fucking TikToks have ding ding, and I'm like, fuck. Anyway, (laughs) eight meters down into it, which is 26 feet into the volcano before flying back up out of the crater. You can watch the whole POV flight below. So there's a
0: like a oh there he is in his little red bullshit. I just I can not I would be so afraid I know what they're talking about they're like those little like um sugar glider suit right almost. and
1: he's like jumping out of a plane yeah
0: oh into my god that giant
1: fucking crater down and, then and back, back up. up it didn't even show anything like it's, he really
0: he only he kind of like dipped down back up it doesn't look all right. that interesting and then it didn't even show no lava Whatever. Well, what about that one? That one volcano that just erupted not too long ago, like, somewhere. I can't remember where the hell it is now. Oh, that was pretty scary. I don't know. It was recent.
1: Just yeah, a recent they, one. They got a tsunami uh, watching a or something. Yeah, it was insane. It says, <laughs> Villarica is known in the language of the Mapuche people. The native inhabitants of the region as Ruka Pilan or Great Spirits House, with the Pilan being powerful and good spirits in the Ma- Mapuche mythology that can also dispense punishments. The volcano gave me a terrifying sensation," said the squirrel. The feeling, <laughs> the, of the squirrel, the feeling of it's going into the devil's house. It was one of the scariest, most dangerous, and weirdest things I've ever experienced. I had to walk. I had to talk to the volcano first because. Uh, it, it does what it wants. <laughs> and if I made a mistake, I could have stayed there. Yeah, you could have. Yes, you absolutely could have. <laughs> That's
0: the end. That's the end of the article. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had to be like, dude, let's be friends. Oh, my God. So He leaned in and whispered,
1: I want to be inside you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my name
1: is the squirrel. They call me the squirrel.
0: <laughs> well the one thing that I really love about the Kardashians right now uh-huh. isn't really the Kardashians it's the fact that Kanye West is everybody's nightmare like oh my ex God, who just won't leave him a leave crazy. alone and he's like with some other girl now yeah, and he still is all a, up for she's him. all like
1: oh on our first date he rented out a whole theater, and then we went to this great hotel where he bought me everything, and I had new clothes, and blah, 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 blah,
0: Meanwhile, he's on stage singing about, Kim, I want you back. And like, he never stopped, and then he, like, called out Pete Davidson, said he would like, beat him up or something. Because I thought that was really funny. Shut up, Kanye. You, I think Pete Davidson can fucking take your weird ass. He's crazy. <laughs> and I hear his dick's bigger. <laughs> Maybe. But I love it, though. So this is, like, the Hollywood gossip. And it says, Kim Kardashian humiliated again as Kanye West says she lets Nanny raise their kids. Well, where the fuck are you? So the first thing I don't like about this in general is that people like to sling mud. Uh-huh. But, like, in this instance, it's like, well, if the nannies are raising the kids, where are you? Because you're off all the time. You're off, like, floating around in all kinds of crazy shit and having some weird ass, like, Sunday, right. like, you know. Bible shit right? like where living are you on, at? Living on your ranch and fucking Messing with Jeffree Star the gay YouTuber. Yeah I'm like well He did buy a house directly across the street from her
1: Oh yeah now he, he did. that. But she He but also, also was not invited to
0: Chicago's Oh I heard that and he showed up anyway Uh huh. Yeah I heard he showed up anyway because, And everybody um, was like oh my god.
1: Because Um Tristan Chloe's guy Told him exactly where to Find the party.
0: Did he? Mm -hmm. Oh, I never heard about it. Well, it says, The problem with marrying a man who will never filter his words or stop talking is that he'll never filter his words or stop talking. (laughs) Kim Kardashian appears to have learned that lesson a little too late, and divorce has not made her ex any wiser. Kanye West's new songs continue to refer to their split in their ongoing lives. One of his latest songs takes shots at Kim's parenting, accusing her of relying upon nannies and taking credit. Kanye Mm -hmm. West put Kim on blast in the lyrics to his recent track, Easy. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. He says during the song. The cameras watch the kids. Kanye accuses y'all. Stop taking the credit. Hmm. That was almost universally perceived as an attack on Kim as the mother of their four children,
1: which is not true because just recently, um, Little North got on Kim Kardashian's TikTok mm-hmm. and like gave a tour of the house, and she didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she walked into her mom's room, and Kim was like, "What you doing?" And, and she was like, I'm lying. And she was like, are you serious? You're not supposed to be alive. Right. And the little boy, um, Courtney's oldest, mm-hmm. was like, yo, Maybe do you know anytime. what he, she's doing? Like, what the hell? And he was. she was like, oh, my God. So if the neighbors had her 24-7, that
0: probably wouldn't happen. Well, it so said it's clear that Yee is suggesting that Kim takes credit for parenting that is actually done by employees. An inside source close to Kim Kardashian spoke to people about how she is feeling after this public fallout. It was a low blow for him to start knocking her for having nannies, the insider began. The source added, a lot of her friends don't think it was right either. Of course she has nannies, the insider emphasized. She has four kids, the source noted. Kim is living her life. The insider continues, she's juggling her career, her dating life. This is not Kanye's first instance of excessive clownery in the face of their split. There was, of course, the time when he publicly alleged that he wasn't invited to celebrate Chicago's birthday with the family. Additionally, he publicly invited Kim to come back to him while performing on stage in front of Kim and North, who were in the audience. Kim is very hurt by the fact that he keeps airing their relationship and their custody in front of the world this first season. She believes that's the one thing that's sacred the insider described, but this is not his place to turn everything into a circus, and that's what she feels he is doing. Okay, bitch. I'm sorry. And I, I know he's wrong. Yes.
1: I know he's wrong. But I also know what he was like before you married him.
0: You signed up for this. You decided to agree with this. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes you just don't know the level of how crazy oh. it is until you're like... All the deep. red
1: flags. All the red flags. Anyway, I got a World News Daily report.
0: Oh, okay. That is how we're going to wrap things up on this one? And it's only because it's a
1: trans-species man who identifies as a squirrel. Oh, okay. Arrested <laughs> for, tw- for two 20-ton peanut truck heists. Shut your feet hole. Mm. Oh my God! A trans species man who lives in the woods as a squirrel <laughs> was arrested this morning by deputies of Bacon County Sheriff's Department for hijacking two trucks containing more than 20 tons of peanuts. Back in 20 tons of peanuts each back in 20 of in October, 49 year old Barry Wild is Stop well it. known as a trans species activist who spends most of his time living like a squirrel in a 460 acre. Wooded area at his parents' own that his parents own in central Georgia. Although he claims to live off the land by eating wild fruits, mushrooms, and pine nuts, he's accused of complementing his food supply with more than forty-two tons of peanuts stolen during two violent heists near Macon County on October fourteenth and sixteenth.
0: Violent. Deputy. Violent Eric, heist.
1: Deputy Eric Smith of the Bacon County Sheriff's Department says more than 20 tons of nuts were found on the property (laughs) where Mr. Wilde lived. We found two huge heaps of peanuts during our search of the property. We believe he may have already bruised oh, buried half of it in his preparation for winter. Oh my gosh. uh... Mr. Smith says the accused borrowed a car, a rifle, and two pistols from his parents' home without their knowledge and used them to hijack two trucks filled with peanuts at gunpoint. Everything used in the robbery can be linked to his parents. Even the rope he used to tie up the drivers was bought by his mother just days before the crimes. <laughs> for their home's flagpole, oh Barry my God. Wilde faces a total of thirteen criminal charges, including hijacking a monitor vehicle, a motor vehicle, armed robbery, and battery. If found guilty, all charges he faces is a maximum of two hundred twenty-five years in jail, two hundred twenty-five <laughs> years, and a fine of seven hundred twenty-five thousand. His lawyers, Mrs. Francine Reynolds, demanded a psychiatric evaluation for her client and determined he is, if he is fit to stand trial, <laughs> if he's judged fit, his trial should start in January. Mr. Wilde will remain in the detention center until then.
0: I can't. That's too funny. I love that they said it was a violent. Where are these nuts at? Like, well, I mean... he he tied them up with the rope for his mom's flagpole. I know, but I'm just trying to think, like, where the hell was this? That is so crazy. Georgia. Why? Why, why, why? Oh wait, hold on. So we have Oh, uh, didn't. Had... Oh, where's it? Sue, we are Sue
1: just texted me and was like, if you're looking for Girl Scout cookies, text me. I'm selling for a True Five O Nine.
0: Who's Sue? So? She lives on um, Impex Bloods. She's in front of my Oh okay. Well yeah, I'm looking for cookies. I want the I want the lowdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, you know, I'm probably gonna do it like local though, because I don't, I, I gotta figure out what I want. and oh, what's up? and You gotta leave. Blah, 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 blah. All right, anyway, let's see what we got. One more little thing if I have anything. Little, little, little. Oh! A man wins $4 million Mega Millions prize using a fortune cookie numbers. That is fantastic. Can you imagine the luck that this man got? So, this is according to today.com. Um, yes, because he uses lucky numbers. <laughs> I mean, clearly. So it says, a man in North Carolina won big after deciding to use his fortune cookie numbers to play the lottery. Gabriel Fierro, 60, picked up the cookie while having dinner with his wife at the Red Bull restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina, according to a blog post. I don't usually play my fortune cookie numbers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Hold on. What am I doing? Sorry, Kathy, our boss was just texting me. I don't usually play my fortune cookie numbers, but I tried them on a whim, he said. He bought a Mega Millions ticket online for $3 and added $1 to make it a multiplier ticket, meaning my win would be multiplied. That was an extra dollar well spent, fear is part, because using the numbers from his fortune company, or cookie, he <laughs> matched all five white balls to win $1 then had his win quadrupled thanks to the Mega Plyer, meaning he actually won $4 Well, fuck. I anyway, know, he said, I got an email in the morning and I just stared at it, dumbfounded, he said. I took it. And showed it to my wife and she thought it was an April Fool's joke or maybe a scam. Good luck for him. Good for him. Oh, and he's a retired Army Master Sergeant who spent 32 years in service. You know what? I feel like you you deserve it, buddy. Put all that time in for this company or for this country, you deserve something. But in the meantime, take us home, Jimmy. If you have ever weekended bernie somebody to try
1: and get their money, let us know. <laughs> Write us in at straight from the Net at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find me and Danielle on TikTok. Instagram sometimes. Um,
0: used to be Twitter, but I got bored. Um, I hate Twitter. Oh, my God. You were so all about Twitter there I for a I was. Like, You're, like, jumping my twat box. Right. We were, like, talking about all these celebrities.
1: I got bored, people. Um, You can also find us on Straight From the N- our. You're, Netflix. like, where were we again? You can find us at Straight From the Net on Facebook. Also, um, you can find us on all your major platforms that you listen to your podcasts. But we have one thing that not all
0: podcasts have.
1: Danielle, what do we have?
0: We have a New York radio show. That's right. Somebody thought it would be a good idea to put us on the radio. So you can find us every Friday at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio. If you're out of the region, you can find it on all the major app stores. Um, some people were saying, too, they were having a little bit of trouble with the iTunes one. And if that's the case, you can always listen on TuneIn Radio. Yes. So, if you miss us on Friday mornings at 10 o'clock, that's okay. They replay us on Saturdays at 7. And if you missed it, that's okay, too, because I'm going to upload our podcast to our mother platform over at SoundCloud, and it's going to shoot out all over the place, so you can just find it. And you could always say Alexa. Play straight from the net. Does it work? Yep. No kidding. I've never tried that, because I've never had Alexa before. Let's try it. Oh. What is she doing? I don't her know. The dog is losing her mind. I don't know. Are you
1: trying to do it? Okay. Yeah. Alexa, play straight from the net.
0: I don't know if it's going to work on my phone because my Alexa's at home. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, if it doesn't work, that's okay. I mean, in the meantime, you can find us in a whole bunch of places. Um, Stay warm. Stay dry. We're getting ready to have a whole bunch of stuff on the East Coast in the meantime. So be good people. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Okay, Bye. bye.